Hey, it's Michelle here. What if I told you that I had three science-backed secrets that are guaranteed to improve your energy? No more waking up feeling exhausted, no more brain fog, no more procrastinating, no more burnout. I'm talking about powerful habits that will give you an energy edge. No more relying on all that coffee, all that Coke Zero to get you through the day. I'm talking about learning how to create more energy from the inside out. I want to invite you to the Energy Upgrade, the free online masterclass that I'm hosting live on Tuesday, June 4th at 12 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to give you all the insider strategies to harness the power of your gut brain axis to create more energy from the inside out. I'm going to teach you how I'm able to have the energy to run a law firm, a coaching business, this podcast, pastor a church, and have energy for my family and my home life. I want to teach you all the secrets that I've dialed in around my gut health, nutrition, stress management, the nervous system, and lifestyle habits that are crucial for sustaining high energy and well-being so that we can get stuff done. Let's give you an energy upgrade. Click the link in the show notes to save your seat. It's time to elevate your energy, my friend. I'll see you there. Kindness has no motive. When we are being kind, we are being kind for the sake of being kind. Kindness is authentic. Kindness is true. Kindness holds no expectations. People-pleasing, on the other hand, has a motive. And a lot of times, it's subconscious. So it makes sense that through childhood, if we were pleasing to our caregivers, and that in return got us attention and approval and love, that made our nervous systems feel super safe, super secure, and our brain is like, hey, let's do this again, and let's do this again, and let's do this again, until that pattern runs so stinking deep and we don't even realize what's going on. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. What's up, you guys? Michelle here, your master coach. Thank you for joining us on the Calm Mom podcast today. If you haven't done so already, if you could leave a five-star rating for the podcast and maybe even a short review, that would mean the world to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you guys so much. And if you don't subscribe to the show yet, go ahead, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes as they're released. All right. Well, it's the beginning of June. I'm sending you all the prayers (laughs) that this summer is more hmm, 
calm than chaos. Holy moly, May was a lot. Like, I don't know about you guys, but man, between like the spring programs and shows and dance recitals and travel, uh, my sister got married last weekend in South Carolina, which was amazing. And now June is going to be pretty crazy too. Uh, for us personally, we are launching a new church location on Sunday, this Sunday. And we've been so blessed with this new like state-of-the-art space with amazing sound and all the audio visuals and it's just beautiful. And then the kids space there is amazing too. So super excited about that, but obviously that entails a ton of work. And then it's the end of the school year. So my kids still have about what they finish school on Thursday next week. So it's just like end of the year parties and field trips and kindergarten graduation and what else? Award ceremonies. And then the girls have their end of the year dance recital um, tomorrow. And then we're going to Disney in the middle of the month. And I think I'm going to come back and take like a two week nap because my body is telling me to slow down and gosh darn it, I'm going to listen. And I know a lot of you guys can relate. Um, it's not even what I want to talk about today, but I just know so many of you can relate. So just know I am with you in solidarity this summer and I'm believing it's going to have a lot of beautiful moments and we're all not only going to make it through, um, but we're going to make it through smiling and laughing and on top. Amen. Amen. All right. I wanted to touch on people pleasing today. I've been learning a lot about myself and people pleasing in the last I don't know, five, five years since I've really started this, this journey, um, to this depth. And I've noticed that I've always been kind. I don't know if you can say that without sounding super annoying, but it's all, I've, it's always just been important to me. And in adulthood, especially, I've noticed that it's really become a part of my identity. Like, especially as a trial attorney, like being a litigator in, you know, macho South Florida. <laughs> I kind of prided myself in being like the nice opposing counsel, right? And as I grew in my, in my personal development, that quote unquote niceness definitely wasn't weakness. Um, but it was, it was kindness and it was gentleness. And whenever we had like difficult clients, my partner would always be like, just work with Michelle. Like she's so nice. You're going to love her. And I think a lot of you are like that too, right? Like you kind of pride yourself or it's at least it's important to you. It's a value of yours to be kind. Like we all want to model kindness for our children. Kindness is a fruit of the spirit. It's this, it's this powerful force and I'm so here for it. But, and where I kind of want to land today is that kindness can get conflated with people pleasing, right? It can feel like this blurry line. And I think so often we're we think we're being kind and we're unaware that we're actually running a people-pleasing pattern. Like, is this actually conscious kindness or am I stuck in a trauma response that I'm not even aware of, right? And you guys are probably familiar with the four main stress responses. So you've all heard of fight or flight. Um, and then the third one is a freeze response. I'll also most of us are familiar with that. But then the final one, the fourth stress response is the fawn response. So we have fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And the fawn response is what we call 
people pleasing. Um, so if you're not sure what your go-to stress response is, I heard this a few years ago and I think it's really helpful. I use it with my clients too. So imagine you're sitting in your house. It could be the middle of the afternoon or it could be middle of the night, whatever. I imagine I'm sitting in my office like I am right now. And imagine you hear that someone is breaking into your house. Like you hear someone, I don't know, sticking like something in the door and rattling it or hitting it. And you're like, oh my gosh, someone is breaking into my house. What do you do? What do you do? So if you tend to run the fight response, you like grab a baseball bat and you run for the front door because you're going to like beat this intruder until they and all the cops come or they run away or whatever. That's your fight response, right? You go fight. You are ready. If you run the flight stress response, you are getting out of that bed or leaving that room that you're in and you're finding a back window and you are booking it. You are just taking off. That's the flight response. If you... um roll off your bed and hide under it, or if you just freeze there in your bed, or if you are like me at a desk and you just go and hide under your desk, that is a freeze response. You just freeze. And then the last response, the one that's the people-pleasing response, is the fawn response. And if you tend to run a people-pleasing pattern, you, and this is I get that this is like a blown out metaphor, but just imagine if you run the fawn response, you literally go and you just open the door for this person and you're like, hey, I was just making cookies. Like, would you like to come in? And it sounds ridiculous, but think about it. Think how often if you run this pattern, you go above and beyond to be extra kind, welcoming, accommodating to people um, above and beyond what would be a normal, healthy boundary, right? So that's the fawn response. So what I want to do right now is I want to talk about three ways that I think you can tell if your kindness is actually kindness or if it's actually people-pleasing and you're running this fawn response without being fully aware of it. So the first way you can tell, is it kindness or is it people-pleasing, is that people-pleasing is self-abandoning. It's self-abandoning. So when you are people-pleasing, you're typically going against every fiber of your being. Like you really, really want to say no. Like I do not want to volunteer for this event or I do not want to lead this group or I do not, like I don't want to do it. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to dinner with them. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. But that stress response kicks in and we say yes. We say yes because we're people-pleasing. Or we really want to give honest feedback, right? Someone asks us how something is and it's not great. Or maybe you've been at a restaurant, right? And the food is like not good. It's cold. There's a hair in it. It's gross. Like whatever it is. But instead of returning it, you either eat it or the server comes and you're like, it's fine. And you don't say anything, right? You're unable to give honest feedback. You just say it's great. You just say it's fine. And you roll over and that's self-abandoning right? People-pleasing isn't in alignment and it it compromises your values. Self-abandonment is exhausting, you guys. It is exhausting for you mentally, emotionally, and physically. It actually causes chronic stress to your system because our bodies are trying to communicate with us, right? We have things that we hold to be true. We know when we're in alignment. We know when we're acting in accordance with our values 
We know when we're being truthful. I'm not talking about being rude. I'm talking about being truthful. And when we're not being truthful and when we're not um, walking in alignment or behaving in alignment with the things that we hold as important, um, when we're not being authentic and we're hiding parts of ourselves or holding it down or suppressing, it causes chronic stress and that causes nervous system dysregulation. And then you're starting a whole other loop, right? So that is the self-abandoning part of people-pleasing. Kindness, on the other hand, is not self-abandoning. Kindness is authentic, right? Kindness is life-giving. Kindness is in alignment. It doesn't mean that everything that comes through my mind, I just say, you know, without a filter. That's not what it means, right? It means that I can operate and act in kindness, but I'm doing so in a place, from a place of alignment, and I'm doing so from a place of truth and authenticity. I'm not lying. I'm not hiding any parts of myself. I'm not, um, you know, agreeing to things that I know I don't have the bandwidth for or the emotional capacity for. So kindness is life-giving. It's, it's a pleasure, right? It's not a chore. You will never regret kindness, but you will often regret people-pleasing. Oh, so good. I'm going to say that again. You're never going to regret kindness, but you will often regret people-pleasing. And that brings me to point number two. Point number two about is it kindness or is it people-pleasing is that kindness has no motive. Kindness has no motive. When we are being kind, we are being kind for the sake of being kind. It's not to butter someone up. It's not out of fear. It's not to get someone else to do something, right? It's not manipulative. It's I'm going to show up because this is how I am and this is how I operate and this is how I behave. And I'm this way consistently. I am kind because it is a value of mine and I am kind for the sake of being kind. Kindness is authentic. Kindness is true. Kindness holds no expectations. People pleasing, on the other hand, has a motive. And a lot of times it's subconscious. And this is where the greatest opportunity for awareness arises, you guys. So if you tend, if you notice, start noticing that you tend to run a people-pleasing pattern, if a lot of this is resonating and landing for you, I want you to pay attention here because the motive for people-pleasing is often subconscious. And the more we become aware of it, the more we notice it, I always say it, right? Awareness precedes choice. Then we can make a decision. Why am I doing this? Do I want to continue in this behavior? Is this still serving me? Or now that I'm aware of what the motive is for my people pleasing, the reason for my people pleasing, I've gotten curious about it. I can decide, hey, is this still serving me? And if it's not, I can choose to release it. I can choose to show up differently. I can choose to act differently, say things differently. Um, and that's where all the power lies, you guys. So people pleasing, because it is that fun stress response, uh, it's rooted in fear. It's rooted in fear. And you might have to get curious about what that specific fear is for you, what its origin is, right? Where did that start? Um, your nervous system learned somewhere along the way, probably early in childhood, that people pleasing was a really effective, a really efficient way to get you 
approval, to get you noticed, right? Maybe you were the easy kid growing up. Maybe when you got on the honor roll or the captain of the team or first chair, you know, in the orchestra, like these were things that made your caregivers happy. It pleased them. And because of that, you got their attention and you got their love and you got their approval. And attention, love and approval from our caregivers leads to a sense of safety and security. And friends, security is our brain's number one goal always, right? It's always going to prioritize keeping us alive and keeping us safe. So it makes sense that through childhood, if we were pleasing to our caregivers and that in return got us attention and approval and love, that made our nervous systems feel super safe, super secure, and our brain is like, hey, let's do this again, and let's do this again, and let's do this again until that pattern runs so stinking deep and we don't even realize what's going on, right? We think that's just how we are. So that's number two. Kindness has no motive. People-pleasing does. It's often rooted in a fear, in a fear, fear that people are going to disapprove, they're going to be disappointed, and ultimately reject us, which will lead to a lack of security. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two minute personality patterns quiz. Number three is that people-pleasing is rooted in fear. It's rooted in fear. It's a stress response. It's a trauma response. It's a coping mechanism. It's rooted in fear. Kindness, on the other hand, is not rooted in fear. Kindness is rooted in love, right? So when we're people-pleasing, we have all of these fears. We fear we're going to let someone down. We fear we're going to disappoint people. We, we really feel terrible when we say no. We feel awful when we set boundaries, right? Because we're so um, concerned and consumed and, and have this sense of responsibility for how other people react, how other people respond, how other people are feeling, right? We take all of that on our own because we are so terrified. We're in this fear that because they're disappointed or because they're unhappy or because, you know, whatever it is, we've let them down, that we're no longer going to have the love and the acceptance and the approval from them, right? And that freaks our nervous system out. Even though we know now as adults, like, hey, 
you know, my, whatever, my, my mom can be disappointed in me and I'm 37 years old and it, I'm going to be okay, right? I'm still going to be able to uh, provide a sense of safety for my physical body and my mental and emotional body. I'm still going to be able to feed myself. I'm still going to be able to put a roof over my head, even though my mom's disappointed in me. But that part of us, that people-pleasing part of us, doesn't really understand that, right? It thinks that I'm still, whatever, six-year-old Michelle, and I still have to run these patterns in order to be safe and protected by the people who are important to me and my caregivers. Kindness, so kindness is rooted in love, and it feels expansive. It feels expansive, right? When we are kind with no motive, when we are kind because it's important to us for the sake of being kind, that feels so expansive. It feels opening, right? It feels, it's life-giving. It feels big. On the other hand, when when we're acting in people-pleasing, that feels so constricting. And I don't need to tell you guys, like the minute you do it, the minute you say yes to something you want to say no to, immediately you're like, ugh, right? And your body just like your shoulders hunch over and your chest kind of sinks in and you're just like, oh, good Lord, why did I agree to that? I know I'm going to regret it, right? It just feels tight and tense and, and, and small and it's not a good feeling. So that's a good way, a good measure. If you're like trying to get better at catching yourself, like, hey, is this actually kindness or am I people pleasing right now? It's like, well, how does it feel? If I say yes to this, or if I say no to this, right? If I say yes, does that feel really open and expansive? Or does it immediately make my shoulders want to hunch over and make me like have a pit in the bottom of my stomach, right? What's going on in my body when I make this decision? That will be a good indication on whether it's actually kindness rooted in love or whether it's people-pleasing rooted in fear. Okay, so the three... Let's go over them again really quick. People-pleasing is self-abandoning. People-pleasing is self-abandoning, but kindness is authentic. People-pleasing has a motive, right? It's rooted in fear. It's to keep you safe. Kindness has no motive. You're being kind for the sake of being kind. There's no manipulation there. There's nothing expected in return. And then people-pleasing is. It's rooted in fear. It's a fear of disappointing or letting someone down. Kindness, on the other hand, is rooted in love. So people-pleasing feels constricting because of that fear. Kindness feels expansive because of the love. I hope this brought you some clarity today. I hope it brought you some awareness. And if you feel like this kind of hits you over the head and you're like, holy snap, like I'm also really kind, but I think a lot of the times when I think I'm being kind, I'm actually people-pleasing. I just want you to know that you're not alone. You, uh, if you notice that you tend to run a people pleasing pattern, you're not alone. It's so common. And if you're sick of it and if you're burned out (laughs) and if you're like, I'm ready to learn about how to heal some of this, um, to get under the root and the cause of this fear response, this stress response, ready to learn about how I can set healthy and loving boundaries to protect my bandwidth and my energy Um, If you're ready to learn how to show up authentically and express yourself truthfully and authentically in a way that's also loving and feels safe in your nervous system, my friends, come and talk to me. I would love to support you in that. You can book a a coaching discovery call with me. It's absolutely free. 
for 30 minutes, we will jump on Zoom together and you can share with me a little bit about what you're noticing and some areas that you're looking for support. I can guide you to some resources. Um, we'll talk about my coaching packages if that's something that seems like it might serve you well. But really, I just want to resource you and serve you and get to know you. So I'm going to leave the link below and I would love it if some of you would click on it. Go ahead, book 30 minutes with me. Again, I just want to meet you guys and I would love to support you in your healing journey. All right, take care, you guys. I will talk to you soon. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, They really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.